Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Odette Youssef in for Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. You know how many firefighters there are in Chicago? Around 5,000. Can you guess how many are white? About 68%. 17% are Latino, and about 15% are Black. That's in a city pretty much evenly divided between those three populations. As for the divide between men and women, it's massive. There are only 120 female firefighters in Chicago. Yes, 120 out of 5,000. But now, for the first time ever, the city's fire commissioner is a woman. 30-year department veteran Annette Nance Holt, who is African-American, was confirmed by the city council last month, and she joins us now. Commissioner Nance Holt, welcome to Reset. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. So when you were announced as the new fire commissioner, you were quoted as saying the Chicago Fire Department was in strong shape but could use some modernization. You want to expand on that for us? Are you talking about technology or culture or both? Well, we're talking about culture and rethinking how we operate and what we should look like. So the number one thing, and it's across the country, I just got back from a conference uh, with Black Fire Chiefs, and it is diversity. Diversity is an increasing problem or a a concern for us trying to get more and more African-Americans into the fire service. Hispanics, we are doing a really good job of increasing our diversity. Of course, we have a long way to go, and with women as well. Um, Of course, uh, we have more uh, white women than we have black women and black women. We have to really get the word out um, because we haven't had an entrance exam in a little while. And we're anticipating having a new one in the first quarter of next year. We would hope that we would get the numbers to take the exam and actually show up in the exam for us. So that would help us greatly because we can't increase diversity without bringing them through the door. If we're not bringing people on and having more frequent testing for promotional exams, we won't see diversity except for an exempt ranks where I am. So the Chicago Fire Department has been the subject of several lawsuits in recent decades that allege race and sex discrimination in hiring. Uh, And in April, the Chicago Inspector General Joe Ferguson outlined in an audit the fire department's long history of discrimination and sexual harassment complaints. How are you hoping to eliminate this discrimination? Well, I think the goal is to eliminate it. We won't eliminate everything, but we'll put things in place. We've already had our uh, sexual harassment and discrimination training, which was issued through our Department of Human Resources. We're looking at another take on that, having our IAD investigators being trauma-informed and their interview techniques would help us as well. And you know, the IG said they would like someone in the fire service to do that. So that would mandate us finding a company and getting the money to actually have us trained by fire service professionals as opposed to a different model. Um, The culture in the fire service is different. It definitely is different, but um, we're not the only department going through this, many are. And it's not acceptable and we're gonna do our best to eradicate it and make a difference so that people feel welcome no matter who you are, even a man, because it's not only women who are discriminated, men can be discriminated against or sexually harassed. So everybody feels that this is a welcoming environment and you'll feel free to join this department because that's the face forward for us. Commissioner, you know, that audit also found that the fire department's process for investigating complaints about discrimination or harassment quote, placed members at risk of retaliation and potentially discouraged them from reporting misconduct. 
What steps are you taking to change that process? Well, actually, our process, you can, there are different ways to report it. You can report directly to our internal affairs division, which doesn't talk about what's going on. I'm not clear where that is from. No one knows who's reporting what. Now, whether or not people talk in the firehouse is a whole different story, or people talk about what's going on, that would make somebody feel like that they would know. And that's really a culture in the fire service. People always talk about what's going on, whether or not they're involved or not. So uh, the process is in place. They can either go, they can also go to the EOC. There are other avenues for them to take to report any treatment that they feel is not right or unfair. And we also try to remove people from those environments as well to make them feel safe. So if you remove somebody, of course, from where they're at, people know they're getting removed for a reason. We don't talk about it though. So Commissioner Nance Holt, as we mentioned, only around 5% of the nation's firefighters are women. What thoughts do you have on why women are so underrepresented in this profession? Well, I can tell you when I came on the job, it wasn't a career I was seeking because I never knew any other women that were firefighters. Of course, we only had a lone woman from 1980 who was a firefighter up until 1986. So she was by herself. And then a lot of us came on the job. But that was because something was put in place that allowed us to come in the door. Right now, our goal is we're reaching out to more women. We're trying to show them that this is a job. It's not just a job. It's a profession. It's a career. It's a way to take care of your family. It's a way to give back in your community and be a role model. I think a lot of people don't look at this job like that. And then there are the women or people who think, you know, hey, I don't want to be on that job. It's racist. I'm telling you, I've been here 31 years, and and I'm not saying every day has been great, but it is a great job. There are a lot of great people on this job who welcome anybody to come in. They just want to know that you can pull your weight. Can you share a little bit more about your own story, your own path towards this profession? You mentioned you mentioned you didn't, you know, uh, when you were younger, you weren't seeing many women on the firefighting force. How did you end up on this track? Actually, uh, the person I had ended up marrying. Him and his friends, they were going to take the test. And I was very competitive, very athletic. And I used to run with him and his brother all the time. We all took the test, a lot of us. And out of our group that took the test in 1985, I want to tell you about four or five of us came on. Of course, he didn't get the job or his brother. They became cops. (laughs) But it was just one of those things where I was like, I need a good job. I'm willing to take the test. And when I got called, I got called by Chicago Police and Fire and the Illinois State Police. So I picked the fire department and it was the best decision that I made that I never planned for, even with a degree. I never planned to be in the fire service ever. Wow. So, you know, but since then, you've held nearly every position at the Chicago Fire Department. I mean, have you in in 30 years, have you faced discrimination um, both because of your sex and your race in the fire department and in firehouses? Oh, I'm sure. You know, when I walked in a firehouse, I worked in uh, walked into Engine 28 in Bridgeport. And let me tell you, I have never felt more unwelcome in my life. And you know what? I had a captain there and that captain, he was an African-American male. He made sure that I learned how to drive the truck. I was on the engine. He made sure that I studied every day, which I did. I listened to him and I sat with him every day and learned something. And here I am today because of him. But there are always going to be people, not just on the fire department, any job you go to, there are always going to be some people that are not happy to see you there. I think the goal is not to get discouraged, to always have someone you can talk to and have a mentor. And those things will help you get through those rough patches. Because I came from corporate America where I felt the same way, let me say. I felt like I didn't belong there. But you know what? 
I stayed the course and here I am today. Nothing in life is easy, but I'm not saying that people have to treat you as they have to treat you like with open arms. They have to respect you and let you do your job. And I think a lot of times once you show them who you are, they'll learn from there. Wow. You know, if you ever write a book, I'll be reading it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm wondering, you know, even today, you know, you've reached um, this this position at the top, you know, commissioner of the fire department. Do you still struggle with the attitudes and perceptions among your peers? You know what, to be honest, I really don't. Because at some point in your life, you make up your mind that you're fair, you do the right thing, and you always lead by example. If I can hold my head up and say I did all those things, I'm transparent, I'm fair, those are the things I want to do. And to show you like what I wanted to do my first one, and I don't know if you're going to ask this, but when I got here, my commitment was if I couldn't get minorities in at the bottom, I could promote them where I am as exempt. And my second in charge is a woman, a white woman. My third in charge is a black male. My uh, fourth in charge is a black female. I have a Hispanic male. I have diversity. I have other black males and women. So the thing is, that when you have an opportunity to do something and prove what you say is what it is, that's what you do. And that's what I did right out. My first thing was getting diversity here at the top. And I still have more work to do, no doubt. But that's the goal. So how do you expand the hiring uh, of the department? You know, how do you uh, present this opportunity of joining the fire department to more women and to more women of color? Right. So before we went out into the communities, I've been in recruitment the last few times. I was detailed from the field back to help do recruitment. And the thing is going out there, selling the job, encouraging them and letting them know that they can do it. You have to meet people where they are. We don't have like an open house. We were actually going in communities, going into beauty salons and barbershops and community colleges and to universities, talking to people saying, hey, this is a job that it'll, it'll help you for life. You can get your education, you have your health care, you have your vacation, you can get promotions. I mean, it's just a great career. And it's one of the ones I think in a black community that for a long time we have not considered as being, you know, one of those obtainable goals. And it is. It really is. And I always tell people, if I can do it, you can do it. But you just have to you have to really stay the course. I met with a group of uh, women who had retired, white, black, Hispanic, and we were at a memorial for one of our sisters, Lisa Parsons, who passed away. She had retired. And we were talking about the difference in us as women and the women now. And, you know, the things that we went through and how we got through what we got through. And we did the right things to get where we are today. So the, the way has been paved. You know, it won't be a lone woman here again, ever. So we just need to, and this is not just fire, it's EMS too. We have problems with getting diversity in our uh, paramedic ranks. So that's another issue. We don't have a lot of black women or men and we're increasing Hispanic numbers. We're doing good. We got a lot of work to do though, a lot of work and we'll keep getting the word out. We're already going out into communities, letting them know about this exam. Interest groups are already having things, just talking to people about being firefighters, getting people energized. So once we have the date, that's when I think everybody will start coming. You're one of only a handful of black female fire chiefs in the whole country. I'm interested oh, yeah. to hear you know, more about, you know, does that feel lonely at the top or are you finding that you're having bonds with uh, you know, the few others that are around the country? Well, what's funny is um, I just came back from a conference in Fort Lauderdale of black fire chiefs, and I sat on a panel of women fire chiefs. So seven, I think it's eight of us in the whole U.S., and seven of the eight of us were there. And to be, I mean, it's weird that 
we're the largest department next to New York. I guess you would go New York, maybe LA County, uh, as far as department wise. So to lead such a large department, um, I think it's not it's it's not that you need just to talk to them. It's good to have them to like share what you're going through as a woman mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think it's it's everything. It's not just them. I actually have, and I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't have even applied for this job had I not loved this job so much and loved the people because of what they do. I got to honestly say 95%, we got that 5% that just won't get right and we'll fix that. But 95% of my firefighters and paramedics, they are out here doing it every day. They are doing it with these conditions that we're seeing, the gun violence. We're having upticks in accidents and pennies and suicides, just all kind of bad things every day. And they're out there every day. So if they can do that, I know I can do this because they inspire me to do what I do. And to, I mean, I still, like I said, I have a a mentoring group that I talk to. I have women, like one woman in uh, Georgia, she's been the chief for 12 years, but it's a very small, it's a small department compared to Chicago. And the dynamics are just so different in a big city, you know, in a politics, it's just different. But it is great to have sisters that I can call and say, hey, I'm having a bad day. I need to talk. So that is that's great. But like like I said, we have a great department here in the city of Chicago. And yes, we are going to have some bad apples. Every or every organization has something. But I am proud to represent this department. We're coming up on the close of our conversation. I'm hoping you can kind of quickly debrief us on how the 4th of July fires and injuries in Chicago were. It's been reported that they were more intense this year. Yeah, I think we ran over uh, 3,100 calls for the weekend each day, which is a lot. Um, That's a big uptick uh, of fires because of the fireworks. And if you've been watching, we did um, an interview talking about fireworks and the safety of fireworks. They started a lot of these fires, a lot of injuries to people, um, life-threatening with fireworks, you know, using mortars and everything else. Uh, the department, they did a great job. Uh, we were taxed with fires more so than EMS, emergency medical services. And that's unusual because people were setting garbage cans, garages, just thinking that they could do it. Uh, we, like I said, we'll keep getting the word out every year. I don't know what it takes to stop that type of thing, but we are prepared every year to actually address that because we know there are certain points in the year or holidays where we're going to have an uptick in fires or EMS services. That's Chicago's new fire commissioner, Annette Nance-Holt. Thank you for joining us, Commissioner. Thank you. And that's today's Reset. For more great conversations with people who are working to make Chicago a better, more equitable place to live, make sure you're subscribed and take a few seconds to give us a rating and review. It really helps other folks find us. I'm Odette Youssef in for Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you back here tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.